Blog Talk Radio.
AA batteries or something for these things, okay, because a lot of it's LED. But, oh, my God, they had the neatest decorations. They had these lanterns. Oh, I, I thought they were so cute. And if you're having a Halloween party or something like that, you can probably use the ladder uh, to put up in the middle of, you know, a showcase or something like that. Or you could, um, they were a dollar, dollar twenty-five. okay? They had great decorations for a dollar or something, okay? Now, two things I got I also saw that were really neat for, uh, like, if you're party or if you're decorating or something like that, they have these witches' um, uh, 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 pots, right? And they have Hocus Pocus on them and something else, right? And they were like $5 each, right? Lights up, steam comes out of them like a witch pot. And I got these little witches that light up and laugh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and they were a dollar twenty-five to put with the pots. Oh, <gasps> so cute! Oh my god, it's so cute! I can't tell y'all, it's too cute. I love stuff like that. And then, wait a minute, hold up. Then they had these little balls, right? Little balls, and I was like, what are those? You know, I'm a person. I love a lot of like little. I love a lot of trinkets and stuff. And so they had these little balls at dollar twenty five, not five dollars, dollar twenty five. Right? You put batteries in them and they have on the front of them, um, uh, um uh like a um I forget what they call those things when they create like a uh drawings and stuff like that. Like witches, goblins and everything. It's a little shade thing over it, and they light up. And you turn them on, which are after you put in your batteries at dollar twenty-five, and they light up. They can light up if you have a a, a, a balcony or something you want to light up a house, some of your house or something like that. You can buy about three or four of those, and they give a light show. Okay, so neat! I'm telling y'all. Oh my God! I I love the dollar store. Okay, and I buy a lot of fun Christmas stuff there. Even my grandparents. My grandmother loves like little houses and little villages and stuff like that. So the dollar store has like these villages that I could Christmas. Like I put up her whole little village like thing, you know, like and it has like people living in the village and you can buy trucks and everything, you know. How you can get all that at the dollar store? I'm telling you, you find the neatest stuff at the Dollar Tree. And so if you're having a Halloween party or you're having a Halloween or you're trying to figure out how am I going to fix up for Halloween and stuff, I'm telling you guys, I don't have no advertisement, ain't nothing here. I'm just telling you all some of my little fun things I do. Dollar Tree. Dollar Tree. You can get a lot of fun things, okay? Forty, $30, $40, you can have a whole bunch of decorations, okay, if you play it right, right? So I'm just trying to tell you all. Oh, my God, some of the neatest stuff. And, you know, those big, like, blow-up, like, pumpkins and and and, and, and uh, which they have them for $1.25. You can blow them up They're for your yard or or your house or your place or apartments or whatever. Okay, neat stuff. Dollar. Five dollars to five dollars, okay? Really, really neat. I wanted to share that with y'all because I was like, oh, my God, I found myself finding so many neat, neat stuff. I was like, this is so cool. And I love this. I do this all the time, okay? So, yeah, so that was, <laughs> that was a part of my week. Hey, and what else has been going on? Oh, my goodness. Uh, just, you know, keeping busy. Um, I have an it's a word this week because, listen, y'all, can I just say this? 
<laughs> and in a few probably weeks or maybe a month or so, I will share more with y'all. But keep me in y'all prayers, okay? Because I listen. Your girl's going through some things, but um, before I get into your it's a word, I do want to say this. Um, I don't know how much of the show I'll be doing in the next couple of months. Okay, so I want you guys to, if you don't hear me on, like I may try to do it here and there, but if you don't hear me on, please feel free to listen to our archive shows or feel free to um, go. Sometimes I'll try to post my, try to my best to post on the Carlotta Tablet's Facebook page, but, you know, I'm just trying to go through some things right now and get some things straight now. And, you know, then I'll be back and more focused on stuff. <laughs> but I do wanted you, I did want you guys to know that. So if I don't, sometimes you may not hear, if I don't do a show, I probably, you know, I say I'm not going to do shows and then I end up doing them. <laughs> but if in case I don't do one, uh, do some shows for a few weeks, you know. Okay, Carlotta says she's going to, she may be taking some little time off, okay. So, um, no, the archive shows are available for you, okay? Um, well, I, I feel like my it's a word. I had to give it it's a word this week, even though I don't have a show. But I love this it's a word. And it says, not all storms come to disrupt your life. Some come to clear your path, okay? Uh, not all storms, not all things that show up in your life are here to disrupt you, even though it feels like a disruption, Right? Or it feels like a, a a a crazy thing or whatever. Some things come to make way for you to wherever you want to go, even when it, it when it doesn't seem clear, if it doesn't seem it, it it looks like a disruption. But trust me, sometimes disruptions are good, even when they're not good. <laughs> Like it says, the, the, that that says that quote says sometimes they come to clear your path, and I have experienced that this week. <laughs> okay, so you guys, whatever you're going through this week, whatever you're going, you find yourself going through in your life space, or whatever you find yourself, um, when you find yourself sometimes in an unsure place. You know what I'm saying? Or a place where you never thought you would be. Just know it just didn't come to disrupt you, throw you off balance. But maybe, just maybe, it's going to clear the path to something. Okay? Even your storms sometimes come to clear the path, right? And storms don't go on forever. So I just wanted to encourage you guys in that this week. If you guys have been going through something this week, I know I have, definitely. And hopefully within the next few weeks, maybe months or so, I will be sharing it with you guys. Um, So, uh, but for now, (laughs) you guys, I just encourage you to whatever storm is in your life, whatever it is you're going through, trust the process, trust God through it. It's going to be okay. It's going to be all right, all right? I like this song. You remember Oprah did that. She used to have that song to open up her show. I think I'm going to run on, see what the end will be. <laughs> Sometimes you got to run on to see what the end will be. 
Christmas I think it would have been See what the year would be uh, See what I forget the song uh, How that song goes Oh my gosh She used to sing it Let me see Let me see if I can find it real quick Okay Because I feel like I need to find it for you guys Hold on Let me see Do I have it Because, you know, sometimes my audio will be messed up But let's see if y'all hear it I like that song. It's corny as heck. But I like what the words say. I think I'm going to run and see what the end will be. So I encourage you to run on despite your storms, despite what's going on in your life, or despite what you may be going through. Run on and see what the end will be. Trust me. You want to be there for the end, okay? You want to be there because it may clear the way for another path, okay? All right, so that is your It's a Word today, okay? Uh, my goodness, it's so many things in the news. <laughs> I don't know what I want to tackle first. <laughs> before I do, oh, before I get into this, let me just say this too. Man, I you know, I found myself this week, I was thinking, because I've been going just going through a little lot, a little something. And I was like, man, you know, some things are not as important as I thought they were. You know, it's like, oh, you know, because I'm a, I'm a fighter. You know what I'm saying? If one thing you know about me, I, I fight for the downtrodden or the end or, or the underdogs. I tend to, <laughs> or I fight for the, um, um, Sometimes injustices and stuff like that. And I was just like, this week I was like, you know what? <laughs> after this, after this week I've been having, I was like, you know what? Does it? Does it sometimes, sometimes I'll be like, you know, what if you just, just, <laughs> just was like smooth sailing? You just said, okay, you know what? There was a, I don't know if you ever guys remember Cyborg. I don't know if you guys remember the show uh, Being Mary Jane. There used to be a show that comes on BT. It was a fun show. A lot of people liked it about the single woman. Gabrielle Union played the star, being Mary Jane. And Mary Jane was always, like, fighting injustices, all kind of stuff. And then one year she decided, I'm just going to not fight. I'm just going to kind of sell out to the system. <laughs> right? You know, and her, everything, she, everything got much lighter and much better. 
And I was feeling like that this week. I was like, oh, my God, I'm just going to lighten up and sell out through the system for a little bit. And so and not make sure I not be so intense about things and stuff like that. And I was listening to Abraham Hicks. I love listening to Abraham Hicks. And she was talking about, you know, just sometimes not recognizing certain energies and stuff like that. So that's something, too. Sometimes you need to allow yourself sometimes to not be so intense about things and just let things flow, let things go. Yeah. So that's where I'm at, okay? So, yeah, so if it's a little weird of a show tonight, it is what it is. But I'm going to try to get my my talk off about what I think about a lot of these subjects, okay? And so let's first talk, uh, talk about... Um, What's going on over in Israel? Oh, my God. I'm not surprised. It's the Ellison. I always say in times, you know what I'm saying, um, uh, Israel has a lot to, um, uh, has a lot of influence on what some Christians consider uh, what will be the end times. Now, they're saying at least 22 Americans, over 1,200 Israelis dead in Hamas war. This is according to um, Fox News. It is saying um, Hamas terrorists have infiltrated Israel in unprecedented attacks, firing more than 4,500 rockets at residential areas from Gaza Strip. At least 2,300 people have been killed in the war, including more than 1,200 people in Israel. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said, Monday, Israel is in a war to ensure <coughs> excuse me, guys, our existence against savages who celebrate the murder of women, children, and the elderly. The attack was carried out over the weekend on the holiday of Simchat Torah, okay? Um, oh, my God. This is such a mess that we see. And, I, you know, I know the word of God because I know what the Bible says. When they say peace, peace. In Israel, certain war would uh, war would break out. Okay, so in the Bible, always says you pay for the peace of Israel because Israel is a hotbed of a lot of things. Okay, um, I don't have a side, you know. Uh, I have a girl. I was talking to one of my best girlfriends tonight, who her her family, she's um, they're they minister all around the world. Uh, her husband was a missionary. She has been. And one of the places they've ministered to a lot was in Israel. And she was telling me tonight, you know, the people, you know, every pray for everybody. But she said, you know, the people who are sometimes under the who are caught in the middle and under the most harm are Palestinian Christians. I was like, wow. She's like, because you know, it's just tough for them. And um, listen, no dog in a fight to anyone because I understand all the injustices going around and everything. But when we talk about the way, first of all, I want to say this. You Wait, let me just say this. We was talking about this tonight, too. This is a sidebar. We saying, but see why America got guns? Let, let me let me explain to you why America has guns and not why, why, why certain groups, you always got to question politicians who want to disarm America completely from guns. Because one of the things that you... Uh, sometimes, you know, Americans are under more attack sometimes because they can't protect themselves. But you won't get too much of them flying in, flying this and that, or attacking ground swell in America because you don't know what house, what you're going to run into when you run up in a house. Somebody may have a gun. Somebody may have this. Somebody may have that. 
So in some senses, citizens being armed is good, and Israel's citizens, I think, are not allowed to be armed. Not to say they were at a festival and stuff, but that, you know, very relaxed, and what happened was horrible and hideous. I see no value in killing families and children and grandmas. I don't care, you know, what your oppression or situation is. I understand it's war, but that's raggedy, killing the weak, okay? Now, I'm not on no side, but, man, it's just a sad, very sad, ugly situation. And prayers for everybody involved. It's prayers. But to kill people, killing people's families and stuff like that, I don't know. I mean, some of the stuff I've heard, beheading babies. And that's when we get into being monsters. Okay. Um, And there are so many people who have blood on their hands in this situation. But very sad, very sad, okay. Okay. What's next? What else I want to talk to you about? Uh, where are we at? Okay, DeSantis lashes out at Trump over his remarks on Israel. Donald Trump is drawing criticism from Ron DeSantis, a rival for the Republican presidential nomination, over the comments on Israel days after the bloody assault by Hamas. Trump at a rally in West Palm Beach on Florida said, said Wednesday night said Hamas would never have carried out the assault under his watch and condemned the violence that was mostly inflicted on the Israeli citizens. I, I agree with that. Trump, Trump, Trump was different on foreign policy. I, I had to say that. Uh, they they run out muck with uh, Joe. They don't take him seriously. Yet the former president also criticized the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu for not joining him in 2020 drone strike in Iraq that killed Iranian General Qasem Soleimani and called Hezbollah and the Lebanese Shiite militant group that has been designated as a terrorist organization by the U.S. Very smart. Um, the night before it happened, I get a call that Israel will not be participating in this attack, Trump said of the drone strike uh, at Ramblin during a Ramblin commentary. I will never forget that B.B. Netanyahu let us down. DeSantis, for our governor, sees the opportunity to escalate attacks on Trump. Terrorists have murdered at least 1,200 Israelis and 22 Americans and are holding more hostage, so it's absurd that anyone misled someone for president would now choose to attack our friend and ally, Israel, much less praise Hezbollah terrorists has very smart. Um, they What they did was smart. Was it violent and stupid and horrible? Yes. But they're not dumb, okay? But it says, DeSantis said in the post on X, uh, the former Twitter, has president now will stand with Israel and treat terrorists like scum they are. I mean, you know, and listen. <laughs> Republicans love to stand with Israel, okay? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because of the Christian base, the very big Christian base that conservatives have. Now, this, uh, I don't I don't disagree with Trump. I mean, you know, those, I mean, those are the, their big enemies, okay? So, 
Yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean Israel can't do any wrong. It just means Trump is criticizing and saying, hey, when you had a chance to attack certain things, you didn't do so. He's not dissing them. He's just saying, hey, the, the, a lot of these problems could have been uh, eliminated or you could, you know, clear it up. So, I, so yeah, you know, and just I don't buy the whole DeSantis thing anyway, but very interesting, okay? Um, but now uh, listen to this, okay? Now this is a very interesting, um, let me see here, what is this? That's a commentary about Israel. Taking full control of the border they share with Gaza. Moments ago, the IDF shared this video showing the arrest of 41 suspects for their involvement in the terrorist activities. Meanwhile, protecting the border, an issue we can relate to here at home. Okay, so I want to talk about Trump and the, I mean Biden and the border, because Biden has not been protecting the border, and there is people believe that they have may have um, as many as 1.7 million people may have crossed the border that they have lost track of. This is very interesting, okay? Uh, and uh, they're not saying or doing anything about it. Um, let me see if I can pull it up here. I have it up. Let's see. Okay, Biden may have, and this is according to uh, Fox News, may have lost track of millions of migrants crossing the southern border congressional report. Okay, it says, um, let's see here, the Biden administration is potentially failing to track millions of migrants who have illegally crossed the southern border. As monthly encounters continue to skyrocket, according to an interim report assembled by GOP House Judiciary Committee staff. According to the 61-page report shared with Fox News Digital and um, and, and which cities new information, I don't know what I got on here. Okay. According to 61 report shared Fox News Digital, which new cities information obtained the Judiciary Committee, the number of illegal encounters at the U.S.-Mexico border exceeded 2.2 million in the first 11 months of the fiscal year of 2023. The, further da- the data further shows that federal government has no confirmed departure for more than 2.4 million migrants encountered since January 2021, okay? And that was in the middle of COVID, COVID uh, I think. Because of the unprecedented uh, – hold on just a second – Okay, it says, according to the 61-page report shared with Fox News Digital, um, I'll read with that. Because of the unprecedented border crisis, some immigrants and customs enforcement officers have been forced to abandon arrests and removals of aliens, including criminal aliens, to process illegal aliens who have arrived at the southwest border, the report states. Meanwhile, the Biden administration's own policies and so-called enforcement priorities have contributed to the reduced arrest and lower removal of aliens. The committee and subcommittee will continue to conduct oversight of the Biden administration's radical open borders immigration policy, it adds. The interim staff reports highlights the, uh, the failures of President Biden 
Biden's immigration agenda and to help inform the House of Legislation reform to secure the border reform immigration law and end the far left's policy and send the driver in the crisis at the border. Okay, so listen, this is very interesting that Biden has lost track. He seems to not have care. He's talking about building a wall out of which Trump was talking about. Listen, I question I, I question the Biden administration, you know, all of these people who are allowing America to become a mess. I question if they even are, you know, are they American? Are these, this administration, is it an American ally administration, or do you work for foreign governments and entities? I don't know. Are you treasonous? I don't know. It's kind of crazy. But one of the things I believe is that um, we are setting a, a up for some sort of crazy attack because you have no clue who are crossing those borders. Are they sleeper cells? Are there anybody? And America hasn't had an attack in a long time. And this is crazy that they're just allowing anyone and everybody to come across the borders without checking. And even I had a friend to tell me how there are a lot of sick people coming into the borders, okay? So that means a lot of times they're going to be on our systems. Sick. Oh my goodness! It, I mean, this is very sad. It's exploitation, I believe, of the Biden administration, and it's a, and it seems like exploitation of America because America, at one point in its in its in its history, had cheap free labor. Now, because it can no longer have slaves, it's going for cheap labor. And that's exploitation, okay, of non-citizens, okay? And it is uh, very sad what we're seeing. And we're seeing an administration that really doesn't care about that. Just crazy, okay? So, yeah, that's how I feel about that one, all right? Um, Yes, this week I've heard the talk about uh, Diddy paid a million dollars for Tupac's murder. And y'all going to say, Carlotta, you're saying that because you're a fellow Scorpio. No, listen, I understand that Diddy may be a dark-sided Scorpio. However, I don't believe Diddy is that dumb. Let me just say, if I was a criminal as a Scorpio, which I'm not, I'm not, I'm, you know, I have some dark sides, but I'm not a dark-sided Scorpio, but if I was, I would be very observant observant of the people I did crimes with or I hired to do crimes. I'm very observant because I don't want you talking. I want to know if you're a fool. I already have expectations. You know what I'm saying? Because Scorpios, we have a natural inner paranoia. <laughs> right? So this is according to the sun.com. It says assassins agreed Diddy paid a million dollars for Tupac Shakur's assassination. Assassination gangster Keith D came before arrest for rapper's murder. Okay, so you got to either believe this as a Scorpio, either did he if he dealt with Keith D like this, allegedly if he did, he either knew he would never be believed, it could never be traced back to him, or Keith D is lying because he would not go with somebody who gaps so much. Okay. So it says, KVD, who appeared in court in Las Vegas over the killing yesterday, has claimed several times that Diddy, real name Sean Combs, asked him to take out Pac and record the label, record, and record.
Newport uh, label boss Suge Knight, okay? Uh, representatives for Diddy did not comment when asked about the allegations, but previously Combs has dismissed the claim he was involved in Tupac's deaths as nonsense. The U.S. Sun can't reveal how the Compton gangster, real name Dwayne Davis, has made allegations in his book and social media interviews, and even the secret police interview with LAPD. Now, even Suge Knight is kind of dismissing him, allegedly, too. But it says another former gangster from the era, James McDonald, previously known as Mob James, has also confirmed to the Sun he heard rumors that about Diddy and others that Death Row put in a price uh, on Suge and Tupac's head has the New York-based rap artist was terrified of the record label boss. In an exclusive interview, James, who used to work as security enforcer for Death Row Records, said everyone had a price on their head at the time. As the war between Bad Boy Records on the East Coast and Death Row Records was on the West heated up. He said Diddy was scared of Suge. New York wasn't going to come down here and try to find Suge. That would never have happened. So when it happened... Tupac, our side had to feel like, okay, we can't just let that one go. That would, They was going back and forth tit for tat, so I believe it got too big for pocket and boogie because not one of them seen it coming. Not one of them thought it was uh, to come that way. And like I said before, Puffy was so scared of Suge, he had to put something somewhere to get Suge out the way. I disagree with this. Okay, Suge was internally, it seemed like, jealous and scared of Puffy. Puffy, this makes no sense for me. Now, I do know the remember story of Tupac coming down, thinking that Haitian Jackson, and all them allegedly, and back in the day, robbed him and, and, and or tried to shoot him when he got first shot, and he thought Diddy and them was involved. There was never any proof of this. I never believed Tupac on that. Um, I think he was a Gemini paranoid. Uh, but, you know, maybe so. My thing is, Pac was on, I mean, Bad Boy was going, I mean, Death Row was going down, and Bad Boy was on the trajectory up. Pac was a thing, but Biggie was the man of the hour at that time. Biggie was huge. I don't see why, why would would Diddy take Tupac out? What for? Not because he was scared of Suge. Diddy had plenty of security. I don't think he even cared. Not that Diddy ain't, ain't ain't got some probably underhanded things going on. I just don't see y'all ain't giving me a clear motive as to why Diddy, who was up with his record company, on the up and up, up and up, starting to kind of move out of move Death Row out the way and become the premier rap record label. Why? With the premier rapper, why do Diddy need to shoot you? Why did he need to shoot Tupac? Y'all got to give me a better explanation than he was scared of Suge. Then he would have shot at Suge. I don't believe the Keefe D story. I think Keefe D talked too much. I think he'd been telling people for years, anybody who listen, he liked them people who go around and say they're part of crimes and probably not really a part of it. <laughs> but what I need to know is why? Y'all ain't gave me a good enough motive. God have not given me a good enough motive as to why did he would do that. Saying he was scared of shit or trying to get that shoe. That's not a good excuse. I don't think Diddy that dumb. That's dumb. 
Not even in the 90s. I don't. I don't believe this. And I just don't believe that's the way us Scorpios would move. We moving. We ain't moving with Keefe D. Because I bet Keefe D was talking a lot in the 90s. And one thing we Scorpios going to do, we going to observe you if you about to do some dirt. So, yeah, I don't know if I believe it. And if he did go with somebody like KBD, if he did, he knew it would never be believed. He probably covered his tracks. Unless the unless Diddy is just your time. You know, they be every now and then they pull a card and be ready to take you down, you know. Unless the the the, the music Illuminati is coming after you. Because <laughs> y'all has my people say, okay? All right, so let's talk about Jada Pinkett. Missed. <laughs> Jada, Jada, Jada. Did you tell Will about the revelation of you and him being separated seven years before this interview? Because you know, how, Jada, how you be dropping bombs. <laughs> and it be looking like Will don't be knowing. <laughs> Listen, Jada Pinkett Smith. Who I love, y'all know I love me some. I love the Smith family, okay. But I really, I listen. I understand the dynamics of the Smith family. I feel like I understand the dynamics of it. Here's what I think. I've said this before. First of all, I, I get tired of y'all blaming Jada for shit because Jada has kind of told y'all, even in the last Red Table Talks, that her and Will were not, they were in, what is it, like a partnership? They would stop even calling their marriage a marriage. If you go back and listen to that Red Table Talks, she explains all this shit that she's talking now. She's just putting more of a permanent thing on it. But she did explain, she said, her and Will, when they were there talking, said, hey, we were kind of, you know, we were in a, you know, I call it con- consciously uncoupling. What is that? When it's pa- ca- ca- Paltrow called it, when you consciously uncouple, when you uncouple slowly. <laughs> oh, my God, I forgot the word Maxwell used on, uh, Maxwell even used the word uh, on uh, Tom Joyner. I forgot what he said. It was a good one. Like, it was somebody, when you break up with it, you break up with somebody, like, slowly. <laughs> I think it was Gwyneth Paltrow that said to consciously uncouple it or unconscious or whatever. But um, I forgot Maxwell's word. But anyway, this is what I feel like Jada and Will are doing. But I really feel, I'm smacking the egg right now. I'm sorry. But I really feel it's so hard for them to do. Here's the dilemma, I think. I remember Jada having an interview years ago. And I remember Jada said something in this interview that I thought was powerful. She said that about relationships, I think it was her that she said, you you have to look at what you want or what you need versus what you want. And I think she was saying that about Will and uh, their relationship. It was very interesting. Uh, but let me, let me see if I can here pull this up so y'all can. This uh, interview that she had. Let me see. Is it okay? We're gonna play some of it uh, with. Uh, she had an interview with. Um, I think Hoda. Hoda. Um, so let's let's take a listen to Jada. The shocking revelation from Jada. 
There are so many surprising things in the book, but the thing that surprised me the most, that I actually had to reread it because I said, is this true? Right. Was that in 2016, you and Will decided that you were going to live completely separate lives. It was not a divorce on paper. Right. But it was a divorce. So from the year 2016 which is seven years ago now, <laughs> yeah. y'all have been apart. Yeah. There are so many surprising things. Okay. Jada said they have been separated for seven years and they were still figuring shit out, okay? That's a long time, Jada. Seven years, girl. Number of completions, seven. Is you and Jay, Will about to complete this thing? I don't know. But here's what I will say for the Virgo, okay? Virgos are a very interesting sign, okay? And Jada has a lot of Virgo in her chart, right? I'm a Virgo moon. I get it. Beyonce, Virgo. And when I say moon, I'm a Virgo moon. My moon sign is a Virgo, meaning my emotions are very Virgo in. Even my my love, uh, my Venus is in Libra, but at uh, it's cusping Virgo. So I have a lot of Venus and Virgo traits too. So what's important to me? Things that, you know, that stay, stay, that stand strong for me. Even though Virgos, listen, Virgos can be messy, especially Virgo sons. Virgo sons can still, dark side of Virgo sons can end up taking care of somebody and end up in, in, in destable, being destable, I mean, being unstable, right? But for the most part, Virgos love stability. Even Virgo moms. But Jada is like, I think she's triple Virgo or something crazy. She got a lot of Virgo in her chart. She got a stellium or something like that. Stability because of how Jada grew up. Let me, let me, y'all know Jada. And I, I'm i kind of starting. And what I, it, it, let me say this. Marlon Wayne's, I heard Marlon Wayne's tell a joke about Jada Pinkett. Can I find that? We can play it a little bit. Marlon Wayne's on Jada Pinkett. Let me see if I find it. I want y'all to hear it. I think I may have let y'all hear it one time before on here. Uh, mm, let me see. Let's see if I can find a little bit what he says about Jada. Okay. It's a little joke he was telling Jada Pinkett Smith, since I was 18, 19 years old, I met her backstage at Living Color, my brother's TV show in the 90s. And um, I walked in his dressing room, and I saw her. I saw Jada, and I was immediately smitten. Like, this woman was so smart, so knowledgeable, so multi. She could sing, she could dance, she could rap, she could write poetry. You know how people say, I've lived five, six, seven times. She's been here five times, and she probably lived to the ripe age of 127 each time. Jada Pinkett is Cleopatra. She is Joan of Arc. She is Helen Martin from 227. This woman. And when I saw her, like, I seen that face, and I immediately was like, oh, my God. This is the most beautiful little boy I ever seen. 
Okay, no, I just wanted to play some of it, what he said about her, because I really believe Jada's a dope chick, no doubt, okay? Jay, I mean, this is a chick that Tupac said he'd give a kidney for, okay? You know what I'm saying? Jada is a dope girl. There's no doubt, dope hood girl who came from very unstable, an unstable background. Her mom was a drug addict. Her, uh, She had a lot of craziness going on in her family and stuff. If you hear her family history and background and stuff like that. So Jada being a Virgo, I know in my head Jada has been between two worlds. Right, you know what I'm saying? Like there is the need for stability and friendship and love, you know what I'm saying? But then there is the need for the adventure, the fun, you know what I'm saying? The all these things you know what I'm saying, a lot of lot of lot of lot of shit going on with Virgo. <laughs> right? And so I think Jada uh Tupac like I believe Jada when she said she didn't have a relationship with Tupac. I believe her because of her Virgo. Virgo-ness, meaning that Virgos nitpick themselves, even if, like, I could see her if she was, especially if she she valued stability because she had been in such unstable conditions. Tupac may have, I know a lot of people don't believe that, time. like, yeah, Tupac, get that and all that stuff, but I don't, I, I might believe her. And the reason why I might believe her is because Virgo being a, coming up in unstable things, I believe she loved Tupac, but she saw him as unstable, not being not a person who's long term, who could protect her long term. Loved him, adored him, but she that her Virgo instincts, when it's healthy, when Virgo instincts are healthy, told her, "Hey, this guy's not long term. I won't be here long term." Now, Will Smith is very stable, even though he comes from a background of abuse, but Will has worked so hard to be stable, be something different, and I think Jada saw that as balance for her. That's why she chose Will, not just because of caring and being hurt. I think they were great friends. They loved each other, and he... Is stability and Virgos love stability. Healthy Virgos. <laughs> I'm not saying she's healthy, but I'm not saying she ain't got no dark energy. Okay, but I also believe Will comes with. Well, Virgos can be very helpful. Probably in the beginning of the relationship, they you have Virgos have to feel useful. You have to make them feel useful. If, we, if Virgos don't feel useful, they they tend to kind of like fly out the relationship. But you can't drain them. I feel like at first Jada's probably was very useful for Will, but then later on it became, I personally believe it became a drain on some things, right? And I've said this before on the show, and I believe Jada, he was taking Jada out of her magical being because Jada had to be, you know, part of her. She couldn't be the magical hood girl everybody liked, the charmer, the beauty, you know what I'm saying? Because, hey, you married to Will Smith now. You got to tone down, girl. Right, whereas if she was with Tupac, but he had an unstable energy, she wouldn't have had to tone down. She could be herself, and he still Tupac still shine and be the man and considered the man, you know, if he was still alive or whatever. So I think Jada has been balancing this tightrope act 
in her in 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 her life and trying to figure out her relationships and trying to figure out where she can be herself and everything. And to me, I said this today on one of the blogs. I said Jada Pinkett Smith is one of the most beautiful, open souls I have ever seen. I've been critical of Jada, but I also believe Jada refuses to not live free. This is where I, that don't mean she tell you all her business and all the dirt. But I feel like Jada's like, I'm going to confront this because I ain't going to live in a space where I can't be myself. Now, Will might not want to confront it because he's a moneymaker and all this stuff, but I got to because I refuse to not live free. I refuse to not let people see my flaws and everything. I ain't perfect. I done did some mess. I didn't come from an unstable family. I done I I climbed and sprung my way to this place, and it ain't been easy for me. And people are like, oh, I'm so tired of hearing about them and everything. But I believe Jada is okay with being a lesson for y'all. Where a lot of celebrities, even though celebrities to me, instead of working so hard to try to privatize things all the time and everything, to me a lot of celebrities don't understand you're meant to be lessons. That don't mean you tell all your business to the public, but sometimes you are you have gotten this public life, and sometimes things happen in the public and stuff in front of people, and it's not for you to run and hide and everything, but sometimes it's for you to confront and to live through the lesson and to help someone else. And I believe Jada's doing that for people, a lot of women too. She's saying, hey, I'm a flawed person. I'm not perfect. I'm not going to pretend to be perfect. And this marriage ain't perfect. Me and Will, we've been really separated for seven years. And she kind of said that on Red Table Talks. She remember on Red Table Talks when Jada said, we we decided we were going to stay married, but we were going to call it something else. We were calling it something. They said they were calling it partnership, something partnership, and they were saying bad marriage for life. You gonna, you might be on one side of the house, Joker, and I might be on another, but we ain't getting divorced. Remember they 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 uh, they both said that on that show. So uh, this is not a surprise to me that she because she kind of implied that she was. Um, she was, um, uh, they were not together when August Alcina came about. As a matter of fact, remember August Alcina said Will had given him his blessing, right? And remember when when Will was on Red Table Talks, he knew, he said he knew about the situation, okay? Because the rumors were that Will and Jada have had an open relationship for a long time, including Will. Will has had lots of relationships but his people have been quiet. So has Jada, allegedly, allegedly on both sides. But Jada got one dude, like I heard Tyreek Nasheed say today, who was a chatty pat and young, okay? <laughs> it told him it was. Okay, so and I bet Will, Jada would say I was not in the real place, okay? So... I just want to say that a lot of people get on Jada and start calling her the evil, like, calling her evil and stuff. But really, the truth is, wait, Jada is being a G. She is taking the hits and letting Will hide in the back, even though Will probably done did some shit. Okay, but Jada's like, no, 
I'm going to stand. I'm going to take my punches because I'm going to live free. Maybe he ain't, but I ain't. And I got it, even though sometimes I'm confused by it and I criticize Jada a little bit, but I got to give it to her. She is, uh, she's amazing to me in some ways. And shout out to her because it takes a lot to come forward in the public eye when everybody's talking about you. You're wearing the scarlet letter for cheating on your husband with a youngin' <laughs> who was, you know, it was kind of predatory, Jada. But you're still wearing the scarlet letter of that when he's probably been having a full-fledged relationship to his damn self, but you not exposing him. You're saying, hey, I'm going to handle this. I'm going to take this for what it is. And I really believe this is the thing what Marlon Wayans explained that Will loves about Jada. I always said Jada is a crapshoot on a Saturday night. When you ain't got no money and you down to your last $10 and you about to crap it away. <laughs> Jada is the last $100 in Vegas. <laughs> Will loves that shit. <laughs> and I think he's always going to be hypnotized by her. Even if he gets into a relationship, I think, listen, I will say, I think he's always going to have strong feelings for her. And for Jada, Will represents like a friendship, a father figure, stability, love. I think for Jada, sometimes it lacks some things and it drains her. And this love causes her, even though she, I think she does love Will, I think it causes her to not be herself and shine. She has to hold back a lot. Because, like, I, I love what Marlon said. He said she's, like, been here five times and probably lived 127 years. I believe that, okay? So I think that, not that I don't think Jada is innocent and Jada doesn't have issues and stuff like that, but I I want to celebrate that she is tough. Whereas Will should be coming out saying, yeah, man, wait a minute, hold on. Jada wasn't the only one out here in these streets. You know, I am, you know, whatever. But he's not. He's allowing her to get out there and take all the punches. And I think when you see that, you will see that she's not really all the villain. I don't believe she's the only villain in this, okay? And I believe that Jada has had to tone down herself so much over the years to stand behind Will that it has cost her a lot. Emotionally, spiritually, and mentally, she has spent it on what she considers a great choice for herself. And in some impact, some things I believe are great love for herself, but it's cost her her, her most creative vibe and energy. And now I think Jada's been looking for the last several years for some sort of balance. That's just my idea of Jada Pinkett, okay? And so I'm like, you know, everybody, maybe I'm, I feel this time everybody shouldn't be so hard on her, okay, including me. I mean, I really could see it. I was like, you know, it's, I, I get where she's coming from. I get she's like, I'm not, she's like, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to live buried under all of this. And so you got to give it to her for that, Okay. Gotta say, uh, that's pretty uh, cool, okay? Now let's talk about Drake. Tonight, too, y'all, it's going to be a short show tonight. I just came on so I could talk about some of the little stuff going on, okay, in these streets. Uh, Drake fires back at Joe Budden 
after uh, all uh, for after for all the dollars criticism, you have failed at music. Okay, Drake, you have failed at acting. But is anybody saying anything? Okay, you gotta fix another Scorpio to get at another Scorpio. <laughs> But it says, Drake is pushing back on Joe Budden's criticism. This is according to Billboard.com. It says, during a recent episode of the Joe Budden podcast, the retired rapper took aim at the 36-year-old Toronto MC, just released eight albums saying Drizzy is rapping for the kids and needs to start writing music for an older audience. He's rapping for the children. Yo, dog, I had to look up how old this nigga was when I finished listening to the album, Budden said. You are 36. Your birthday is in 20 days. I Googled that, too. You're going to be 37 years. Get the fuck away from some of these younger younger ends and stop effing these 25-year-olds. The podcaster continued, I want to hear adult Drake rapping for adult people. He rapping for the kids, the streams, the accolades. He ain't trying to rap for me. I accept that. On Saturday, a Drake fired back in the comments, October 8th section of an Instagram post by DKJ Academics that featured a video clip from the Joe Budden podcast. At Joe Budden, you have failed at music, Drake began his lengthy message. You uh, you left it behind to do what you're doing in this clip because this is what actually pays your bills. For any artist watching this, just remember you are watching a failure give their opinion on his idea of of a recipe for success. A quitter gives their opinion on how to achieve longevity. The sixth guy added, you switch careers because things that pop into your brain had you broke living check to check in raps and you and the raps you write had four hundred and fifty men showing up to your shows in dusty inside jeans and screw up their mud music twenty nine and pretend you are the goat. Drake also offered advice to artists saying that they should do what they feel is right regardless of what others think. Please to any artist that's doing what they feel is right, don't let these opinions affect your mindset after the fact, the right star rap. The rap star wrote, this guy is a poster child for frustration and surrendering. You retired uh, You retired, and we're ne- we never hung up your jersey, and we don't even remember your number. We know you're you for doing this. You withdrew from rap because you uh, accomplished all you need to. to. It's because it wasn't working for you. I never want anybody in the generations to think that the whole everybody's entitled to their opinions is a real thing. This is a man projecting his own self-hate and the fact that I did and continue to do everything he wanted to do for himself. I disagree with that, Drake. And first of all, Drake, I know you're trying to be deep as a crush Scorpio and come for him, but you're not really that deep. (laughs) Most people who will judge your music in this life, and it doesn't mean, listen, let me just say this for Joe Budden. Joe Budden made it to places that most people didn't make it to in the music business. And Drake, it's dudes out on street corners that can wrap you under a that can wrap you under a rug. They just didn't decide to go in the music business. It's somebody working right now, probably as a plumber, that was a good ass rapper. But because you might be an outlier, there's a lot of things about you, Drake, that allowed you to make it. Don't get too fucking cute. Sometimes you just got, there's a blessing and a luck and favor on your ass. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe you sucked a couple of dicks. I don't know, you know, you never know in this music business. Okay? I don't know what the shit y'all be doing to get a certain place, okay? But just because Joe, Joe Budden did make it in the music industry, he did have a hit. And because he didn't continue to have his hit, doesn't mean he was a failure. He 
came into the music business. He succeeded at coming into the music business. How you made it, people might question that. Maybe there's a lot of money behind you, a lot of things that the regular public might not understand that makes you Drake. You're a little boy who failed at acting, if we're going to call somebody a failure, and you decided to become a cosplay American rapper because you know nothing about the streets. You grew up in Canada. What do you know about the streets? And you were over, and you were saying, which is horrible, black people, you, you, it's so, this is a distraction with Joe Budden because the real truth is he's been very disrespectful to a lot of black people in America when he says, uh, chain you like an American slave. He could never get away with that line by saying something like that about Jewish people, which he's half Jewish. He would never, ever, ever do that. And the fact that y'all are still sitting up here praising this dude and liking this dude with his dumb cosplaying ass, it's crazy. Yes, I'm saying that about another Scorpio, and I praised him a few weeks ago. But the truth is, Drake ain't no street dude. Drake don't know nothing about no hoods. Okay? He's made it succeeding by cosplaying uh, uh, rappers. He changed his career, too. Why didn't you go on to win Oscars? Why didn't you go on to do other movies? I hate that because these kids today think that telling you, uh, you ain't paid, you ain't got some. Listen, the majority of people that will listen to Drake's music are going to be people who haven't made it in the music business. And you are going to depend on them, Drake, to stream your shit or fake streams, because, you know, y'all be fake streams today, okay, or to make you a star. And these are not people who are music connoisseurs. They're just going to listen to, excuse me, they're just going to listen to your stuff and say, I like it or I don't like it. And what you're mad about is Joe Budden has a voice who used to be into the music arena, and he 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 hit you hard, what you didn't like. He said you need to grow up. And you got pissed, and you started trying to personally attack his success. But he's one of the most successful podcasts on the air. What's wrong with him taking what he knows about the industry or taking about what he knows about music? Because you don't have to listen. Everybody who succeeds in music ain't good, ain't ain't that great. Just because you got a lot of strings, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know, that doesn't mean maybe it's a lot of payola behind you. I don't know. Right? He, what's wrong with him taking what he knows about the industry? He's not a failure. He's a person that decided what to say. Hey, I know something about the industry, and I'm going to come over here, and I'm going to talk about it. I don't like I, I just, right now, I don't like the kind of attitude. And I really believe that sometimes dudes like Drake are social engineering projects in uh, rap and hip-hop and stuff like that. Let me just say what I said, okay? 
And I just feel like I don't like the idea of somebody counts my failure when the majority of people who listen to your music are not going to be people who made it in the music business, are people who are in the music business at all. They're going to listen with their ears and determine whether they like it or not. And for the last couple of albums, people have been criticizing you. So instead, you know, I would instead one of the things he probably should have done is probably maybe went on this show and had a discussion with him. Hey, what is it about the album you don't like? Why are you saying I'm childish? Let's talk about that. Blah 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 blah. And you can get some deeper meaning and understanding. But instead, you start attacking somebody's success, and it was really stupid. When people could just do the same thing with you and say, "Hey." How did you go from rapping to acting? Because you failed at act- rapping? You failed at acting because you not get another acting job? Why did you decide to come over here and cosplay American rappers? And like I said, I believe this is a distraction from the American slavery comment. And, you know, black people, it's very hard to take you seriously about race stuff when you try to come at other groups, but you can't, um, you can't uh, check this guy. Somebody who's kind of shown, in my opinion, a quiet disdain for the community. You know, I just believe we've lifted up the wrong players in hip hop. And I do believe, like I said, I believe he's some sort of social engineering tool for society. He's to, he's to get you to look at rap different and softer, to get you to look at actors in rap instead of real rappers. Now we're looking at a bunch of actors, a bunch of people cosplaying street dudes, bringing street energy to raps and street this and that, but they're really not that. They're actors. And the music isn't as genuine. Just my opinion. Okay. This is very interesting, okay? Okay, let's talk about Kevin Gates spitting in someone's mouth. Oh, I mean, listen, okay. Oh, Jesus. What's, according to HipHopDX.com, it says Kevin Gates recorded spitting in fans' mouth on opening night of his tour, and somebody said she was pregnant too. Oh, my Lord. This is according to HipHopDX.com. It says, Kevin Gates has made a reputation for himself as a man who has no problem talking about or even de- demonstrating vulgar or disturbing acts, even if it may make others uncomfortable. The Baton Rouge rapper did just that when he gestured for a female fan to come on stage with him during the opening night of his only of his only the General's tour in Virginia. Gates prompted her to sit down, tilt her head back, and let, her, let out a wad of spit into her mouth. Gates' actions caused the crowd to go berserk. And he proceeds to continue rapping while the fan process what just took place. Oh my God. Ugh. Disgusting. Okay. Gates and the big uh, X, the plug, will be making tour stops in cities such as St. Louis, San Antonio, Dallas, and Houston before wrapping up in Greensboro, North Carolina on December 16th. Uh, listen here, let me just say. That is disgusting. Oh, my goodness. He said, bootleg Kevin asked Gates how much flack he received for that line 
But he say Beyonce need let me hit it, make her piss on on this it respectfully, her body shiver. I don't know what he said. Okay, this is something he made wrote about Beyonce. Um Kevin Gates is a shot guy. Uh women, you letting a man, I don't care how much of a fan you are, you not spitting in my mouth you not hocking up no spit spitting in my mouth. I'm staying in front of people. Disgusting. Ugh. 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 I'm diseases and stuff like that out here. Especially somebody like Kevin Gates and the way he talks. Ugh. Especially any rappers and R&B stars and stuff like that. Um, they have to be thoroughly tested. To, you, I mean, y'all, what are y'all doing? And I mean, chicks and stuff they see at night. I see every day, not all of them, but a lot of y'all, okay? Not even Maxwell's. Hell no, nah, I wish, I wish I'd get up on a step. Maxwell's too classy for that. But you get up on a step. So he, he, Maxwell opens somebody's mouth. I'd be like, I will punch you in your head. You are not, I'm sitting in my mouth. What kind of nasty shit is this? Disgusting. Not sexy at all. Disgusting. Ugh. I think it was like a hawk. Ugh. Like when when Trey Song spit in them girls' mouths, oof! Oh my God, what is y'all? How much are y'all in love to do some shit like that? For shit! Oh my God, mm mm, disgusting, disgusting. And I said, they said she was pregnant too. Ooh, disgusting! Even more disgusting for a baby. And all the stuff Kevin Gates be talking about, he be doing. Like, what, what do you say about Beyonce? The most beautiful thing on earth is the gifts light together. Gates caption a clip shows a mother that, wait, let me see. What did he say? When he's talking about Beyonce, he said, um, he said, you're the most beautiful woman in the world. I would drink your piss. Like, what the fuck? Come on, man. Right here in my mouth. I speak for the niggas that are incarcerated that sit there and watch these people on TV and everything. You drink a, uh, Kevin be saying some wild shit. <laughs> so you can't, can you imagine maybe his lifestyle might be a little wild? I'd be like, no. I mean, y'all, listen. Seriously, like, <laughs> disgusting. Ugh. Uh-uh. He seemed like he'd be a hoe running around here. Uh-uh. Y'all need to have people tested. Disgusting. Dang. Okay. Nasty. Nothing sexy about that. Okay. I see it when I see it. Ugh. That is crazy. Ugh. Okay. What's next we got to talk about? Okay, we're going to take a break real quick, and I'm going to come back and we'll close up, do the last couple of uh, stories and stuff like that. But because it's late night, let's listen to a little bit of Eugene. Wow, got to get you home. It's the CC Show. I'll be back in a moment.
Government, politics, celebrity entertainment, music news. Tune into the Carlotta Chatwood Show right here on Block Talk Radio. Okay, y'all, we are back on the CC Show. Carly Russell got found guilty in kidnapping. Hope, wait a minute, did I get called back in here? Okay, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, Carly Russell, finally, you know, uh, this is according to uh, MSN.com. Uh, uh, it says Carly Russell has been found guilty of faking her own kidnapping on Wednesday, October 11th. Who Municipal Court Judge Thomas Brad Bishop, Tom Russell, 26, guilty of false reporting to law enforcement and falsely reporting an incident to Class A misdemeanor. Ruling came after Russell pleaded not guilty to the charges. Not guilty. Russell made headlines in July after she suddenly disappeared following a 911 call where she reported walking a child along the side of the highway. Prince Cheryl previously claimed she was kidnapped after getting out of her vehicle to check on the child. She returned home on, on foot two days later after her alleged abduction. At the time of her return, Russell's loved one said she was nearly fighting for her life for 48 hours and asked the public to give her grace until she's physically and mentally stable again. However, Hoover police later said they could not find any evidence of the child and couldn't locate items Russell took from her job the night of her disappearance. 
authorities also revealed that Russell searched for information on Amber Alert bus stations and how to take money from a register without getting caught just before her disappearance. Russell ultimately admitted that she fabricated the entire situation from the 911 call to her abduction. Russell turned herself into the police on July 28th and later posted $2,000 bond. But why are we posting not guilty? Okay, he said Russell's attorney said they are appealing to the circuit court, uh, but they said she may face one year uh, one year prison sentence and a fine of $131 and a restitution of nearly $18,000. Tough. Okay, that's pretty tough. Okay, now she, I don't think she'll get no year time, but you can't be out here doing Jesse Smollett stuff. Okay, when you, you have people messed up in these streets, word. Crazy. Okay, um, what else is next? That Carly, uh, what are you talking about? Um, oh, Nene Lee's. Okay. Yeah, I want to play this. Okay, Nene, it says former, this is from rhymeswithsnitch.com, rhymeswithsnitch.com. It says former reality TV star Nene Lee has relaunched her YouTube channel, Life of Nene. In a recent episode, Nene gets emotional about the realities of being single after 50. Okay, listen to this, okay? In the past, I listed my husband as my emergency contact. So I started thinking and saying, um, this hope, maybe I should get married. Whether I'm 100% happy with the person or not, maybe I should marry just so that I have a partner, you know, a partner for life, right? And I was thinking about having a partner for life. Even though I know the person isn't right for me, I'm just thinking having a partner for life, at least there's someone, maybe we would have an agreement that this person would be there for me and I would be there for them doing uh, hard times or medical times or something like that. And so she and I was throwing this conversation back and forth, and um, so we were throwing this conversation back and forth, and um, I feel like the reason why I want to talk about it is because I feel like there's many women who would feel like. I know this guy is not the right guy, but maybe we are cool enough or friendly enough or we like each other enough where we maybe we should get married and we're just partners for life. But Now, uh, Nene's asking some very interesting questions. I will say this. Uh, you know, I do believe part of marriage is uh, friendship, stability. I think those are important factors. I don't think that's the only factors, but I think those are important factors. Uh, let me just say this, okay? Um, I love this – is, 
this is why I think more people should listen to Laura London's interview with, uh, I forget her name, um, Angie Martinez. And she's had a couple of more, but first of all, ladies, let me tell you ladies out there who are single, married, whatever, fellas too, getting married or partnering with somebody so you can have somebody here for you and all that stuff, That is, there is no guarantee that that person is going to always be there for you. Humanity, humans have experiences in life. Um, you know, it's like Laura London, when she was with, uh, she's with, uh, uh, oh, my goodness. Well, why am I going blank? <laughs> You can tell Laura it's late. But Laura London was with her guys. Um, um she she probably didn't expect uh Nipsey Hustle. <laughs> I know I went blank. But Lauren London was a Nipsey. She didn't probably expect Nipsey to get killed. You saying, Hey, I'm getting married, you know, you, you I know listen, I know it is tough to be alone, okay, and in relationships. I know that it's lonely. You can be lonely in relationships, okay? Let me tell you that, okay? You can be in relationships and lonely, okay? But it can be, um, uh, but to get married and saying, they're thinking you have a guarantee of somebody to be on my medical, somebody share hard times with you and stuff like that. I've had a friend, I just had a friend, her husband a few years ago died of cancer four years into their marriage. Or people decide to divorce, or people decide to move on, or somebody people might find someone. It's a number. There is no guarantee that you have a partner to go with you all the time. Some people do. Most people in life do, but sometimes it doesn't happen that way. Sometimes partners uh, are, are, are leave for various reasons, or sometimes they pass away. All kinds of things. So the the ideals that you guys are making and saying, oh, yeah, I just like, like Mimi's crying and stuff, and I understand because Mimi was married to a guy who's very stable and a guy I think she had that with at one point, and she misses that now, okay? But he passed away. So, I don't, so what she's talking about, there is no guarantee that somebody's going to be with you. You're going to have a partner your whole life to take you through the hard times. So listen, ladies and fellas, find a way to make your life something, regardless of what stage you in, single, married, whatever. Decide your life is worth living. Regardless if you have a partner or not, you may want a partner, and that'd be great. But having a partner doesn't guarantee that that person will always be there. I don't want to be lonely. I don't want to be this. You're putting too much stock in a partner. Yes, we would love for partnerships to be there always, but sometimes they're not. And nobody should know that more than me. Okay? If you find this to be your reasoning for wanting to have a partner, and I understand, I get it, because you do want it's great when you can have somebody to go through the hard times with and stuff like that. But you can also create a community of friendship 
friendships and friends and family and loved ones. You can create a tribe so that you're just not dependent on a lover, a husband or a wife or a spouse or something like that. There is plenty of reasons to live outside of partnership. Now, I also believe the scripture is not good for a man to be alone. It's good it's, it, to get someone or get people, but that's no guarantee you always keep them, and there's no guarantee that you won't go through lonely spaces in life. But learn to value things that make you you. As a woman, sometimes I have to remember, because I have to say, you know, I got to value myself. Because there's no guarantee that everything, things are always going to be around me or partners or ships and all this stuff. The only guarantee I got in life is God being here, okay? So you have to learn to fulfill yourself and love yourself. It's great to have those things, but there's no guarantee you will have those things. And there's no guarantee if you get those things, things will stay, the dynamic will stay the same. Right, partners can get all like stuff like dementia, Alzheimer's, all this stuff, and so there there's a number of things. Okay, so I just wanted to say that because I heard that, and uh, what I would say to women is, and people find fulfillment, even as married people, find fulfillment in other things besides spouses. Our partners, expand who you are, expand yourself, expand your world to be inclusive. Yes, you might hate it. You go through sad times or you go by, you're, you're not in a relationship. But also understand relationships aren't guaranteed to you, are guaranteed for you to keep them. So the reasons you want to say and having somebody go through and that's not guaranteed you'll have that. Maybe for a moment, and then they may not be there for the rest of the time. I hope y'all get what I'm saying. The only guarantee of somebody walking with you through the tough times, the hard times, God can put it's God who God places in your life, people. And sometimes that doesn't come in the form of a spouse. It may come in the form of a parent or a sibling or a great friend. But know your life is bigger than just partnerships, okay? I just want to say that. And I know you're saying, Carla, you married, you can say that, stuff like that. I'm just telling you, I even make that now. My life is bigger than just partnerships, okay? And I know that's hard, but there's what I'm trying to tell you is there's no guarantee because you look at somebody like a Laura London who probably expected Nipsey to be her and Nipsey have a long thing together. And now it's her and her kids. And she doesn't have that long thing there. And there's no guarantee if you get somebody, they'll operate in that way anyway. Okay? So I just wanted to say that. I saw that and I thought it was very sad to see a Nini, I get it, a, you know, uh, Prayers are hopefully an encouragement to me to uh, to not um, 
get discouraged in um, dis- discouraged in not having a partner because I I see she was very uh, she looked so sad. I mean, you know, it was sad to see. Okay, and I and uh, no, to me, nobody should know that more than Mimi about how uh, how partnerships are not guaranteed to take you through the hard times, okay? Um, what's next? What are we going to talk about? Kiki Wyatt's world? Okay, I'm not going to talk about that. I think she, Kiki Wyatt's having a, uh, or she has a, um, coming out a, a reality show child. I'm not, not going to talk about that, okay? Uh, but let me see. It was another story I wanted to talk to you about. Oh, Sexy Red. Sexy Red last week responds to a sex tape scandal after Trump controversy, okay? It says, rapper and singer Sexy Red, just according to MSN.com, has finally spoken out after a recent interview left her under fire from fans when she shows support for former President Donald Trump. On Tuesday, ski singer joined comedian Theo Vaughn on this past weekend podcast sharing her views on Trump and how we need him, the U.S. need him back in office, Okay. Do I have that video? I don't know if I got the audio. Okay. I don't know if I got that. The audio. Okay. It says, now she has shared with her followers on ex-formally Twitter just how heartbroken she is over the video release and implied that it was done without her knowledge. I'm so heartbroken that anybody that knows me knows I would not do no goofy shit like that. She posted to her 878,000 followers. Uh, her statement has been set so no one uh, can comment on the post. At the time the article was published, her message had been like over like been liked over eighty eight thousand times in bookmark. On social media, one user quoted her words and saying, "Oh my God, thought she did it. Now I'm mad. I'm mad for it because what the fuck? I don't know what that was. This is. Um." I guess there was a sex tape. The woman was, she was a victim of revenge porn or whatever. Uh, but she also had talked about Trump and saying how the hood likes Trump and all this. So there's a lot more black people out there y'all would believe, y'all wouldn't believe that like Trump, okay? That's not a surprise. And I don't really think, I don't really diss people for that because Trump, Trump, Trump did some things that were very good. I like Trump better than Biden. I said what I said. I said what I said. <laughs> Uh, I mean, not that you, both of them are great, but uh, I take Biden there. I mean, I take Trump any day or Biden, okay? Especially the mess he didn't create it, but I digress. Uh, but it's very interesting that she said that she got a lot of backlash for that, and she got a lot of back, backlash also from the sex tape, okay? So, but she was saying, she was talking about that backlash. She didn't back down about liking Trump either, okay? So I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised there about Sexy Red and uh, her comment, comments regarding uh, her sex tape and Trump, okay? And I, I don't believe she – People, a lot of people were saying that they thought she released it on her own. I don't believe that. And I never thought that she probably released that uh, thing herself, okay? Um, what else I got to talk to you all about? Mm-mm-mm. 
Y'all know I be having, you know, have my show. I be, I be having dead space because, you know, I be trying, especially when I don't have a show right up and I'm doing a show off the top of my head. Y'all know how I be, okay, for my listeners that have been out there for a minute. Okay. Uh, they said DJ Envy and a, another real estate investor, investors allegedly lost big in $40 million Ponzi scheme. Uh, you know, they said he addressed that today on the, on the, um, Breakfast Club, I didn't get the audio, so I may have to put it in the next show to talk to y'all about him addressing uh, that situation, okay? So that is that. Is that, is that the last of the of the topics, hot topics I wanted to talk to y'all about this week? We talked about Drake. Um, yeah, I think so. Oh, Kayla Nicole. No, how can I forget? I can't forget Kayla Nicole. Kayla Nicole delivers powerful open letter to black women amid making Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift headlines. Your story is yours to tell. Kayla Nicole has responded, and she's not the other girlfriend. Remember, there's another girlfriend of Travis Kelsey's out here who was talking about him being cheated. That was not Kayla Nicole. Very different person. Kayla Nicole has responded uh, to, uh, and all the backlash she's gotten to me and her back, ex-boyfriend Travis Kelsey's budding romance with Taylor Swift. She said, your God is louder and your tribe is stronger, said the brainy beauty and the eloquent message. The model took to Instagram on Monday to give her take on all the attention, the backlash and embarrassment she's been receiving in a lengthy open letter. Before reading her sentiments, a 31-year the 31-year-old directed her words to black women specifically, going on to explain that her intention was not to create division but to elevate and unite viewers. They may call you a traitor for falling in love. You will hope the ones closest will protect you, but quickly realize people don't protect what they don't value. Nicole began in her Instagram video. They'll say you're too much and in the same breath tell you you're not enough. She continued, not successful enough not wholesome enough, maybe not even intelligent enough. They'll even try to lie to uh, to your value, to your network, okay? Uh, they'll even try to tie your value to your network. While she didn't reference her ex-boyfriend, whom she dated on and off from 2017 to 2022 by name, she encouraged her followers, black girls in particular, not to participate in this tumultuous, often one-sided journey and not to engage. Preserve your heart. And when they try to quantify your character and test your boundaries, Kayla said, you do not have to respond because there is because there is power in your silence, okay? I know I'm not alone, she continued. On days I feel most inadequate, I have to remind myself that I am, have been, and always will be more than enough, okay? Let me let y'all hear some of Kayla Nicole, okay? Hey, guys. Kayla here always been really important for me to use my platform not to create division but to elevate and unite women black women specifically so I prepared a letter and would like to share it with you today dear black girl they may call you a traitor for falling in love you'll hope the ones closest will protect you but you will quickly find out that people don't protect what they don't value they'll say you're too much too provocative, too boisterous, too outspoken, and in the same breath tell you that you're not enough, not successful enough, not wholesome enough, maybe not even intelligent enough. They'll say you deserve the backlash and embarrassment because of your blackness, you should have known better. 
don't do it no more. Okay, let me stop. Let me, let me just say this, Kayla, the power, okay? Um, I used to look at a Twitter account. I've talked about her on here before. She's a beautiful girl, okay? But, Kayla, was she doing this stuff, like, pre-Travis Kelsey, during Travis Kelsey? <laughs> I understand that she's been attacked by Taylor Swift. But the letter is long. I get it. I I understand. But it also felt, and I, you know, I liked it in some ways. It also felt kind of gimmicky because of the timing. I feel like you're trying to get, you're trying to turn over into a new leaf. Is there something trying you're trying to turn over now? And I, I respect like Travis is trying to turn over a new lease and not be more than be more than allegedly an Instagram model. I see it, I understand it. A lot of money in Instagram modeling though. Kayla, I do hope you collected them phone numbers like I told you the other 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 other, <laughs> other places that Travis Kelsey was using me into. I I'm not I don't wanna go hard on her too much about this black girl, dear black girl letter. It it had some sincere moments, but I also felt it was a little bit opportunistic. Even though the Swifties was attacking you, sometimes you just gotta shut up and you gotta move into your phase, you know, the phase the right way. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I can be wrong, okay? I like some of the letter, but I don't know if I, I, I was thinking to myself, is this kind of you? Why wouldn't you show this person when you with Travis? I don't understand. When I, I see this, so it made me think, like, you know, okay. It's just very interesting, Kayla Nicole. But I'm glad you were out here and you wrote this provoked you, this whole situation provoked you to write a, a, a beautiful letter to black women after your breakup with Travis Kelsey. Okay. Dear black women, don't stay in nothing for five years. Don't let them waste your time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Just kidding, Kayla. Okay, okay. I'm sure you'll find somebody else. I'm sure, you know, uh, uh, some some man will wipe you up after seeing this or look at you, okay, or at least, at least give you a couple of days, okay? All right, child. Oh, my goodness. We have come to the end of the show. Yes, I'm getting off early tonight. Okay, yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> I know sometimes y'all be expecting me to do the whole show, but tonight I'm going to get off early. Listen, you guys, remember you can hit me up on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page. You can also hit me up on Carly's underscore Galaxy on Instagram, and on Twitter, it's C Chatwood Show and Carlotta72, okay? Because uh, I'm not going to be coming back on and announcing this for the show, okay? And remember, you guys, I said this week uh, that as sometimes I may be going, I may be doing shows here and there, but I may not be um, doing them as much within the next few months. Of course, I'm going to try to do the holiday shows, okay, because y'all know I like Christmas music. <laughs> but uh, I may not be doing the shows as much, okay, because uh, of some little things I got going on. But please feel free to listen to the archive show, okay, and enjoy that, all right? 
You guys, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Remember, keep me in your prayers, child. I'm going through some stuff, okay? I'm going through some stuff out in these streets, so I need y'all keep me in your prayers. I am going to lead out with one of my favorites, To Be Loved, Janet Jackson. It's the CC Show. I'm out. See y'all. Have a good one. love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.